no matter how many people you have on staff at your church, there's only so much you can accomplish in a day, right? Your church exists to serve the community. So the mission of your church and its staff is to reach as many people as you can. That's why productivity is essential for churches, as most of your church's success lies in its ability to lean into and leverage resources for optimum performance. And thankfully, our friends at Belay know this well. Belay, an innovative staffing solution with over 10 years of experience serving churches, has successfully matched thousands of organizations with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. That's why they're offering our listeners a free download of their resource, Church Leaders, Essential Strategies to Unleash Productivity. Let Belay help your church live its mission in your community by helping you juggle less and accomplish more. Just go to Belay, that's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com slash Lifeway for your free download. Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the Group Answers Podcast, a weekly show designed to resource, train, and encourage small group leaders. Each episode considers current trends and resources, as well as timeless truths and methods of discipleship. It's hosted by Brian Daniel and Chris Surratt. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Group Answers Podcast Hour. Hour? I am. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, I had to fill something in place of show. I am Brian Daniel with Chris Surratt, and it hey. is with a heavy heart today that we do introduce for, do we say it right here at the top, or do we just talk through this? It's Brandon Hiltabeidel, ladies and gentlemen. He is he is back with us, our recurring guest, Brandon. <laughs> Except you've already said with a heavy heart. Heavy heart, I, I know. I, yeah, I guess so. It's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's break that down a little bit. It's all it's all coming apart right here at the top. <laughs> so I guess the announcement is that Brandon is transitioning. Uh, he has been with us on the show on and off, Chris, for three years, two years, probably. I know long. the episode number more than I know the time time lapse <laughs> yeah i would say your first episode with us was probably three years ago probably so yeah. three years yeah that's like 150 episodes or so right now brandon hasn't not been on for, all of not those nearly for me <laughs> he hasn't been on all of those because maybe we're, a uh, dozen we're north of 200 now we are anyway brandon hiltabidal common spelling is transitioning away from his role at lifeway christian resources as director of what is now called adult ministry publishing uh, back to the local church. And so this is probably not his last episode, even though there's some debate about that. Chris and I did I vote. I was told I would not be invited back, but we, I'm holding out hope. We did yeah. have a vote, Brian and I, about having Brandon back once he abandons us. It was and unanimous. It was unanimous <laughs> in one yeah. way or the other. Right, right. So let's just say that uh, we won't be making that announcement today. <laughs> but if you never hear from him again. <laughs> That's right. You will, you know you will be able to put two and two together. You know which way it went. <laughs> That's funny. On abandoned Hilt to Bottle. Well, I thank you guys for uh, 
letting me join you this potentially one last time to talk about the discipleship on this podcast. And yes, I am uh, excited to go back to the local church. What the listeners will not know that you guys know is that I've been at Lifeway for nine years. I planned to be, I planned on being here for two years before going to pastor again, and it turned into nine. And I've, I've really wrestled with that most days since I've been here. And I'm, I'm really excited to go, to go pastor again. It will also mean moving to California mm. from Mission middle field. Tennessee. Mm. So, a lot of people here jealous of that. India's so rather. Mostly what I get is why would you go there? Everybody's leaving there to come to here. And I'm like, I recognize that, but that is still what is happening. So, yeah, I was going to say, you've been here nine years. I've worked with you for five and a half about something like that. Moving on six. It took me th- Two of those years to know how to pronounce your last name, which is which many never grasp. Yep, I don't think Eric Geiger, who is now going to be your boss again, that is correct, ever quite figured out how to. He still pronounce says it wrong, and I've known him since I was twenty three years old. Yeah, so yeah. which was not that is not a recent age for me. <laughs> so bef- before we get into what you're doing next, because I really do want to hear your heart on it. Um, and that, that's really, since I've been at Lifeway, there have been, Eric is, is one of them that, uh, that, that are called back to the local church or to the local church. And it's something that is blessed and celebrated here at Lifeway. And so we've been yeah. doing that and we want to hear your heart. But I want, to, I want to think back all those episodes that we've had with you. And there's been several, there's been some heated ones. <laughs> there's been one that you literally walked out of. Right before we, we went to air. I don't know if well, you remember that, Brian. I do remember it. What was the trigger? <laughs> what triggered? I don't know that we want to we want to. No, no, no. That's why I walked out. <laughs> yeah. What was you don't you don't remember? I do remember. I remember. I don't know that we want to say what it was. That's we want to get back into it. I was not um I did not feel qualified to speak on the topic. Uh, in you were a, a little too fired up about in an appropriate way, and I just, I just uh, let you guys carry that one without me. And that's um, that's without precedent, right? That, I mean, we have never had either a interviewee or a guest. It was well, we were doing out a, on us. In right? fairness, in fairness, we were doing a back to back, and so I did one of them and did not stay for the second one. But, but there, there was the expectation that you would do both of them. I did agree. <laughs> I was. Will. A contractual obligation. I did, I did agree. Hence the two zero vote. <laughs> but yeah, unanimous. But, but what were some of uh, what are some of the, the the most fun things to talk about when it comes to discipleship groups that you've over the years? Uh, oh, the force ranks. Force uh, that's ranking. All I, that's what immediately for uh, for me as well is anytime we forced ourselves to place a score on something. You brought that in. <laughs> that was your idea. Uh, that that I'm not sure it had a meaningful or lasting <laughs> legacy, but that is true. I'm not a um, big fan of the force rank. I got. But be I honest. love I love making things argumentative and competitive if possible. That's and, what's uh, fun. Yeah. So I've enjoyed that. We we joke about me getting too fired up. In, in these, but that one instance, I really was, and I just bowed out before it started. What, that one, so that was force ranking disciple makers, or was it discipleship strategies? We've done several. We've done uh, yeah, strategies. We've done uh, small group models. Yeah, um, disciple makers in the Bible. Go we've back, disciple makers. Oh, that was fun. Yes. That was the one I think that fired him up. That's right. Go you, back and listen to that podcast. I'm sure that at least four to five percent of it was quality. You were about to throw a chair over Barnabas. He, well, you. Right. Yeah, you cut it. I think you edited it out, but he kicked over that garbage can. That's right. That's right. But at least I showed up. <laughs> Touche. 
All right. All right. So you're making this transition. I'm making, I'm making um, I think, a transition. I think what's I think what's worth noting here is is how long this has been in the work, like you said. So you thought you would be here a certain amount of time. Uh, by contrast, I did not have a plan when I came here, and I've been here 23 years. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Happens. I don't know. We yes, right? it just <laughs> kind of sucks you in, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> what happens? So so anyway, I think we all and and I. I would assume that it comes through the podcast as well, but it's so clear that you have you, and I've said this earlier, and I've said this to other people that you are more in tuned with your heart and how you're wired and how God is leading you and has designed you. You're about, if not more so, in tune with that than anybody that I have ever met. And so here we are, we're on the threshold uh, at the time of this recording. I mean, you're literally in your last hours in the Nashville area. It's happened yeah. really fast, which is. Surprising on the one hand, but I think it has to be affirming to you how fast that this has come together. Well, he does have outstanding warrants, <laughs> so he kind of had to leave town quickly. I'm quote unquote going back to the church. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, this is my it's my last day in the office, though not my last day with the team. And then, yeah, I get my family and I get on the plane for California on Friday, and. Uh, if you've stuck with us uh, this long through the reminiscing, uh, the lead up at the beginning of this podcast, I hope we're putting uh, the topic in the notes or something so that people uh, want to fight through and stay. But I wanted to, you know, it, it really does sound like I've been voted out of future episodes of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I wanted to I wanted to leave with like a what I hope is a helpful sort of prayer filter for how I am. Uh, viewing and what I'm asking the Lord to do in me and for me as I go back into full-time local church ministry that I thought also would double well as prayers for a discipleship pastor or a group leader as we kind of um, we're talking nonstop about re-engaging in group ministry and discipleship ministry, really in church ministry in a lot of ways in this season. It, it just kind of struck me that the things that I am praying right now for my heart, my life, my ministry, as I go back to the local church full-time in California is something that anybody that is in a shepherding role in the church uh, can pray literally anytime, should pray literally anytime, but especially at seasons of re-engagement or, or seasons of great change. So I just thought I would walk through, you know, kind of three sort of prayer prompts, things that I'm praying um, a text that has been meaningful to me in that regard. And maybe it's something that could be helpful to you, uh, as you serve the Lord in your context. Yeah. Can I just go into that now? Guys? Go for I, it. I don't want to, I don't want to solo on my own for too long, but so, uh, if you have wisdom to add, but, uh, man, I just, it's, it's always been, I'll just say this. It's always been really meaningful to me as a, as a recurring guest on this podcast to be able to speak to some degree into the lives of people who are serving Jesus in a hands-on way and who are accomplishing literally the most important mission in the world, which is to make disciples of Jesus Christ that lead to worshipers of him and people who are experiencing joy in him. And so I will, I have been praying for you. I will be praying for you as I pray for myself. I want to close this podcast and praying for you just in case I'm not invited back. And uh, so here's the first one. Um, I am praying for a supernatural love for the people I'm going to lead. So I would say, man, guys, pray for supernatural for your people. And I've got a, an example from a, uh, the Apostle Paul for all of these Um 
uh, ways that the Holy Spirit has used him as an example for those of us who would follow in, honestly, in his direct lineage as pastors and shepherds and leaders in the kingdom. And what I have here is in Romans 9, 3. Uh, well, this is verse 1 through C, he, 3. He says, I speak the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. Paul wants to be clear. My conscience testifies to me through the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the benefit of my brothers and sisters, my own flesh and blood. He's writing this to the Romans, and he has such a deep love and hope for them to experience Jesus that that he has great sorrow and anguish literally writes that he wishes himself accursed. And I'm just, as I'm thinking about these people that I'm going to go shepherd that I don't even know, I'm asking the Lord to give me a supernatural, a supernatural love for them. Like a, you know, I was talking to, uh, my, who's going to be my pastor again, Eric, a couple of days ago and talking about, can I get a, a, a love that feels like I've, I've loved them and known them and served them for 30 years, even though it's been 30 days or 30 hours. Like, God, you can just put that in me. What, I don't know. I'm sure somebody does. I don't know how long Paul knew these Romans, but what we're reading about in Romans nine, that's the supernatural love. Like that is, you don't get that by any work of will. That is the Holy spirit working in you that, that you can write something like that and mean it. So man, you're going into the fall or you're already in a a relaunch posture, that is a thing to pray for your people. You're not just checking a box. You're not just making sure that you're serving at your church. Can you ask God to put a supernatural love that the best thing that could ever happen to those people is is a deep, meaningful, personal friendship with Jesus every day? And can you pour, really pour yourself out towards that end in their life? And so that's the first thing. The, that I'm praying for as I go back and that you might pray for um, in the context that you're in right now. Uh, the second thing is uh, pray for supernatural favor from your people. So pray for supernatural love for your people and pray for supernatural favor from your people. Like you want, if you're leading a group, you want the people that, that, that come there to really agree in a supernatural way, in a spirit infused, empowered way to link arms with you for the sake of mutual encouragement, mutual growth, and, uh, the benefit of the kingdom around you. You want to see the, you want to see the kingdom grow up around that group. It's just such a concept. And the, the example from Paul's writing is in Philippians one, three through five. He said, I, I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you writing to the Philippian church. Always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And again, I'm going to a people. I don't know them. I know. I don't know these people. How soon can I say I thank God for every remembrance of you because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now? So I'm I'm pray, asking God, God, would you please bring people into my life that want to serve with me to make, to make your name known so that the beauty of what you are and who you are is seen and celebrated and enjoyed. And in, you know, as you lead your group or as you lead in your ministry at church, um, that is something to ask God for. That is something that he does, that he has a track record of doing, bringing people together for the common good of kingdom growth in an area or in a church And so that's something I'm praying for that I think you should pray for. The last one is uh, pray for supernatural satisfaction apart from people. So 
Pray for supernatural love for your people. Pray for supernatural favor from your people and pray for supernatural satisfaction apart from people. This is something I'm already wrestling with my heart in. I want to like these people and I want these people to like me. I want to love who I'm shepherding. I want them to love me. I want them to think I'm great. You know, I'm nervous that they're going to not think I'm as good as the people that I work with right now think that I am. And that is something to pray against. That is something to, to, to lay the gospel over in such a beautiful way. What Paul wrote in Philippians 3, 7 and 8 is, but everything that was gained to me, I have considered to be lost because of Christ. More than that, I, call, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I'm sure you've heard that verse before. What precedes that is just a list of all the things that were awesome about Paul's life, the way that people would have recognized him to be great. And he said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Man, look at my resume. It doesn't matter. There is nothing, nothing, nothing that compares to the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ. And I've experienced that. If you're listening to that, I know that you've experienced that. There is nothing better than the moments with Jesus where it's like, this is the thing that I was created to enjoy. That is what I'm asking the Lord to give me every day as I move across the country and in this new role. I'm not going to impress people. I'm not going to save people. I'm going, I'm going to worship Jesus, to enjoy Jesus, and to serve Jesus in this context. And I hope that God gives me love for them, and I hope that he gives them love for me. But I hope at the end of the day, he, give, he gives me and them the surpassing knowledge of knowing that we are loved by him and that that's the best thing that could ever happen to us. So those are three things that I'm praying for that I think that you as a group leader or you as a pastor um, can and should and would be blessed by praying for um, really regardless of what season. That's some, those are things that I think people in ministry context could pray every day. But as I go into a season of transition, those are three things that I'm thinking about that I just wanted to share um, in case I'm never invited back. Thanks. Thanks, Brandon. That's very much what we would have expected from you. I would ask you guys, the term supernatural, which is beyond what we could ordinary, that we could do ourselves is basically what that means in this context. It's, in other words, what you're asking for cannot happen apart from the work of the Holy Spirit yeah. in, your, in your life. Yeah. Do you, as group leaders and in the group the overall group ministry a lot of times. Do you feel like, and maybe even in just in our lives of disciples with its various mechanizations, the expectations that we do, like the rhythms of a disciple's life, do we lose sight sometimes of the supernatural aspect of what we are being invited into, you think? Absolutely. Um, that's, a, I think, a big part of my testimony, you know, my history. Um and something that I'm, Lord, protect me from doing that again. Like it is very easy to be in a ministry context and be thinking about s s exclusively the pragmatic, the process. Um, are we doing this wisely and well, which is all very important. But, you know, if your heavenly father knows how to give good gifts, will not also, or with you, if your earthly father knows how to give good gifts, will not your heavenly father also give the Holy spirit to anyone who asks, like we got to have that first and always like it has to be, we have to be supernatural people so that the work can be supernatural work. And it's very easy to have your brain in the natural. And then I think that the Lord can do anything he wants, but I think it makes it natural for the work to be natural. If that's what our starting point. And I think this is a, 
really relevant message for right now. Um, it's for, from what we've gone through over the last year and a half. Uh, I saw just the other day that uh, somebody who's a coach of pastors said that he knew 28 pastors that were stepping out of ministry right now. Yeah. And I, you know, honestly, from the natural, they can't be blamed. I mean, I, I what a what a hard time to be a leader of of uh, of people, especially in the church context. And you're right; if we're not living in the supernatural, if we're not expecting the supernatural, man, there's not a lot of reason to to want to lead people right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's hard, and there's a lot of forces against it. And we've really got to lean into, especially that third one that pray for supernatural satisfaction apart from people mm. because um, my brother's always said sheep bite. Mm. And, and if you're shepherding people and in, in especially in this time of, of divisiveness and politicalness and all of that, you've got to have, you got to have satisfaction apart from them. Yeah. And that's only in Jesus. That's right. That's not, if you're a pastor, you happen to still be listening at this point in the podcast. That is not the Lord did not make you to be fulfilled by how your sheep respond to you. Um, there could be joy in it for sure, but we were all made to be filled, fulfilled uh, by knowing Jesus and being known by him. Um, and that's, you know, like I said, that's what I want to hold on to. God, please help me. And so uh, I wanted to pray for the, I wanted to pray for the group leaders and the the pastors. Um, we don't often close in prayer and, and there may be more that we need to do, but I want to take a moment just to pray these things um, uh, over us uh, before we, before we go. And, and, and just in case the two O vote was a negative, <laughs> uh, let, let me pray for you guys. God, I pray for um, the group leaders, for the church leaders um, that, we have an opportunity to impact in some way. God, I pray that right now that they would feel um, reminded that they belong to you, that they are a son or a daughter of God before they are anything else and more important, more important than anything else in their life. That is true of them. Um, God, I pray that as they lead their group this week or as if they're preparing to do it in a month, if as they lead their church this week or as they're gearing up for a, a relaunch of some kind, um, God, I pray that you'd help them to have your peace that passes all understanding, guarding their hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. I pray that you would help them to have just the fullness of joy that you make available, that you would help them um, to... Remember that you loved them all the way to the cross and all the way out of the grave. Um, God, I pray that they would know the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus as Lord and that that would be the primary thing. And then, God, I pray that you would, you, you, it really would be a supernatural thing, that you would have these leaders be supernatural leaders, be spirit-filled people, be people that hunger after you, people that are satisfied in you, and then help them to love with a supernatural power the people that you've put in their life and help them to experience supernatural favor from the people that you've put into their life so that, um, God, you're the best, and so that other people can see it, so that we can see it a little more every day and enjoy it a little, a little more every day, and that the people in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our churches um, that have not yet recognized the beauty of Jesus Christ, the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ would see it and experience it 
And we pray to that in together in the name of Christ. Amen. Thanks, Brandon. Man, I guess we'll go ahead and say we, we voted to, to have you back. Yes. Yeah. We didn't want to, you to know that right away. Though. Right. I, I, I didn't want to tell you today. I sweat it out a little. I felt yeah, like it, was a little it was a little curmudgeonly, we admit, but we, we, we felt like that's that was appropriate. Yeah. And so we will, unless you change your number, which I've heard happens <laughs> we'll not do it <laughs> we'll we'll uh we'll give you a call if i change my number i promise to give it to you guys <laughs> <laughs> and i promise the same is that the if i change my number that I is quite it. a commitment these days that is true <laughs> if i change my number you'll still know it <laughs> well we appreciate you being with us today and uh with all sincerity we do wish brandon the best and um when he when he prays um, along those lines and I don't know what I'm getting ready to say because we all are sincere in our prayers but I, there's just some people that have a gift and our friend Brandon is one of those so uh, Brandon appreciate everything that you've brought to the show and to our lives and I know that uh, listeners have been blessed and educated and discipled along the way so best best to you brother thank you guys thanks for being with us again uh as always, we encourage you to comment, to rate, and subscribe. Love hearing from you. Until next time, that's going to do it for this episode of Group Answers. <laughs>